Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is a podcast from The Bugle. A battered old space hopper descends onto a backwater planet of the Galactic Federation in the year 4235. The old ship won't make another flight and even this landing is fraught with danger as warning lights flash and radiation shields rattle. It comes into the port. Only one being on this planet knows the importance of the news the old ship carries with it, but if that news does not reach them, the Federation will fall. The sights and sounds and colours of this den of pirates, hookers, musicians and other unsavoury types is an assault on all your senses as you walk through crooked streets towards the prearranged meeting point. A kaleidoscope of characters from a hundred different alien races, all spaced out of their minds on drugs beyond human comprehension, nod their heads in time with the music you can't hear as you stumble into the bar where you're supposed to meet your contact. The last of the hybrids, once so important in exploring the galaxy and paving the way for the Federation. The hybrid sees you before you see them, and it can see the news you carry in your eyes before you say a word. You take a deep breath and speak. This is The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper of visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Alison Spittle and Andrew O'Neill. Welcome. Pew, 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 pew. Hello. Very, very excited to be here. Which of you is the hybrid in this scenario, by the way? I've got a contraceptive bar in me, so technically I'm a hybrid. (laughs) I was once very heavily pierced, and now I'm not. Oh, very nice. So I was, but I say heavily, like on my face and that. Just one kettlebell through the nose. <laughs> through, the, through the head, from, from side to side, through the ears, yeah. Well, we're going to take hands and leap together into this week's news stories, but first, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover of this week is The Q, capital T, capital Q, queuing in the capital to celebrate a capital lady, the Queen, capital T, capital Q. Myths circulate wildly about the Q. Uh, so then uh, on, the, on the front cover of the magazine, we have some headlines about the queue. Uh, do the first 10 people to die in the queue get buried with the queen? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> if you sprinkle chilli powder across the queue, do they lose their way and not be able to find their way back to the nest? Uh, if you, you can see the queue from space if you have a good enough telescope. 
the queue can see space if they look up and someone switches off the London eye. <laughs> the queue is about the journey, not the destination. The destination of the queue is a metaphor. The destination of the queue is death. All queues lead to death. All roads lead to Rome. Rome wasn't built in a day. The queue wasn't built in a week. The queue is peopled by the strong. David Beckham was in the queue, and a lot of people are saying, ah, he's just like us. And I cannot believe that it took him being in a queue to realise that he was just like us. <laughs> I saw the queue in real life, like uh, from a train in Blackfriars. Not from space. No, 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 no. My my boyfriend wouldn't let me leave the train to go look at the queue. And he said, that's not the point <laughs> of this whole endeavour. And I was like, I just want to see the queue. You can't look at the queue. You're either in the queue or you're not allowed to engage with the queue, I feel. <laughs> It's like a harem. The queue is like the harem. You can yeah. either be in it or not look at it. Those are the options. Yeah, it's a. I, I found it like uh, disturbing, uh, but also like that. Did you see that couple that met in the queue? That is kind of cute. There are two people that have bonded over their love of the queen and uh, misery and pain, and uh, they're gonna watch the they're gonna watch the funeral together. And genuinely, it felt like I was watching the end of Take Me Out where you just see two very English people <laughs> in a grim location, like, like Fernando's was, and this is the queue. And uh, it's the most heterosexual thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's great. I mean, normally you have to go onto an app or a website in order to find another delusional masochist. You need to type that into your bio. But... <laughs> it's a Richard Curtis film, straight away. It doesn't even need writing. No, no. Yeah, and it's just white people. So it's an incredible very Richard Curtis white, film. Very white, very, very white. <laughs> the satirical cartoon this week is The Queue, which has stretched hey! out past the front page and has covered the first 10 pages of the magazine. <laughs> in other sort of tangential news that we're not going to cover in the, in the magazine... Did you know that uh, rates of syphilis have surged uh, 26% between 2020 and 2021, proving that uh, vaccines aren't all they were cracked up to be? Sure, it protects you against COVID, but if you're, like, f***ing around, you've got to use other other forms of protection. Is this to do with the queue or not? Sorry, I'm... This is and isn't to do with the queue. <laughs> OK, right, cool. Scientists uh, have calculated that there are 20 quadrillion ants on the planet. That's a 20,000 trillion individual ants, in case that helps your nightmares later. Oh uh, the scientists, while telling us that there are 20 quadrillion ants, uh, have also told us that maybe there are too few ants. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. Too few ants for what, though? What's their scenario that's too few for? A catastrophic insect die-off is what they're worried oh, about. Oh, crap, okay. <laughs> uh, at the same time as the head scientist, the lead scientist, said this is unimaginably many ants. This is the man whose job it is to imagine how many ants there are, has said officially, unimaginably too many ants. Um, I, I, two things here. First of all, I'm not entirely happy with the scientist imagining how many ants there are. I think I want more <laughs> rigour in this process. And secondly, it occurs to me, do you think the ants know how many of us there are? That's true. And does do that just... Is there, are there too few of us, according to the ants? Due to, because of their plans for us. <laughs> Well, speaking of how many of us there are, this brings us to our top story this week, which is uh, population news in Japan. Apparently now Japan has 20 million people who are over 75. Alison Spittle, you're feeling the cold hand of ageing. Can you answer oh, this story for us? I am. Uh, so Japan, Japan is a country that has a, an ageing population. Less people are getting married and producing babies. Uh, which for me is is very interesting because I like 
I don't know, like in in Japan, there's definitely alternative relationships that people have. I've seen a man like get married to his own mouse pad. So for me, <laughs> for me, I, I this is a this is a news story that was always gonna come to fruition. I love it in a way because one of the most popular TV shows in Japan is Old Enough. Uh, which is a TV show. It's an incredible show on Netflix. So you can watch it where a child gets to do an errand and uh, cameras follow them. And Old Enough is one of Japan's biggest TV shows. And it's also now uh, the country's uh, reason for its economy being destroyed. And I think it's a beautiful kind of like full circle moment. It's children doing an errand to prove that they're now old enough to be respected. They're coming of age, but the age is four or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They, they they can buy like a shoe or something like that. So they, it's really genuinely whenever you can. I just say, unless you unless you don't have two legs, buying a shoe is the wrong task. <laughs> <laughs> They're only a child. <laughs> <for task. laughs> Quite literally, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, they they have the oldest. They have the world's oldest man. He's 112. It's a country that's had quite a lot of old people anyway, and and this is just a a new story with statistics. So I'm I'm excited. I know it seems like a bad news story, but I love old people, so I'm excited for Japan. I know it's gonna cripple their economy and stuff, but like, uh, you know, I want wisdom. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, this is the thing, right? This is one of those stories that has been coming for a long time very slowly, uh, ironically like uh, such a high proportion of Japan's oh, yes. population. Um, but uh, <laughs> it is one of those news stories which is is sort of not news, except now they have tipped over that that uh, mysterious number, which means that if you're in uh, Japan, I would be investing in old people's homes. Andrew O'Neill, uh, what do you feel about this? I think the Japanese suit being old very well. I've seen Tokyo Story. I've seen... You know, when I was a child, I was obsessed with Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi. Uh, you know, that was my first. I think they, I think they look good as old people. So, if anyone is going to be an, the first aging population, I say congratulations to the Japanese. Mm. Well done. You know, had it been us or the Germans, you know, sort of flabby North European Western, you know, that that that's that's awful. I, th- I think fair play to the Japanese. <laughs> If we can get some ants together to tr- train them in, you know, sort of elder care and that sort of thing, then you know, well, I, th- I say, I say, well done. And and they, you know, the the cliche, you know, as as Alison said, the cliche is that the, the Japanese are wise already. I mean, j- Japanese children look wise mm. to my to my prejudiced, uneducated <laughs> European eyes. Um, I, I think it's great. I think also it suggests that Japan's going to be empty quite soon. Yes, very picturesque. And what a playground! What I mean, what a, exactly? Like what? What better post-apocalyptic playground than Tokyo? So this is this is. I think this is this is excellent news. The Japanese will die off naturally, leaving leaving behind their their picturesque future apocalypse hellscape. Congratulations. Well, it's sort of one, also one of those stories where you, you, you half feel sorry for them, but also there are deep, deep cultural prejudice reasons why this situation has taken place. Number one being that there's a prejudice against married women remaining in the workforce. Uh, so if, if you want to have a career, you can't also get married and have children. Mm. Uh, and then also incredible xenophobia, which means that <laughs> they can't repopulate by uh, immigration, uh, as so many other countries are doing. So on one hand... 
it's a sad thing to be facing uh, the possible decline of your of your uh, national spirit and also uh, sucks to be you <laughs> maybe we should we should you know get helicopters at 10, 10 20 years time you know when they're really when they're really dying out just just fly across the major cities just shout and you've only got yourselves to blame <laughs> the megaphone you know that would be that would be an enjoyable activity I was looking at this new story and I was thinking, like, how did they know what the tipping point was? Did, did someone just step outside and smell a load of Murray mints and go, Christ, uh, the population <laughs> has got too old? Like, what is the, you know, what was the amazing tipping point? Because it has been coming a while. I wonder what the Japanese old person boiled sweet of choice is. Mm. The, is it the Murray mint, the Werther's? Is there a Japanese equivalent to the Werther's original? And as you suggested, should we invest heavily? In that, I think it's the pickled plum. I think it's the ume. Is that right? Yeah, I think it might I had that. a pickled plum, but I went to the doctor and he gave me a cream for it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that, that, sorry. That was my my nineteen seventies uh, comedy podcast. I do apologise. <laughs> have you had? Have you tasted? <laughs> there's nothing I can say now. That's not going to sound like a deep blonde well, Have I, you? Have you tasted pickled well, we're plums? We're out of time for this story. Ironically, this story has reached its uh, tipping point, uh, and now it's time <laughs> for our ads. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Are you finding it difficult to process the grim realities of life and death? Uh, the age of empires ending the beginning of a new grimmer era, counterpoint to cultural narratives about forward progress through history? Are you full of angst about the uncontrollability of the numinous? Try the queue. Yeah, it's still going. Hey. It's still here. It's gone all the way through the magazine and it's appeared in the ad section. Is your floor lava? Do you have to make your way precariously from sofa to chair in order to get to the toilet without stepping in the lava? Try cooling the lava by pouring in an ocean, as represented in this imaginary scenario by half a glass of water. Half a glass of water, the only cure for your floor being lava. Terms and conditions apply. This doesn't work if the floor is actually lava. Do not use more than half a glass of water or your mum will be upset. Please avoid if you have an expensive carpet. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Book. The Book, a pamphlet with ambitions. Ha! <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Now it's time for exercise news. 
this is the news that people who invested heavily uh, across the population in Peloton uh, are now trying to on-sell their Pelotons, which they are no longer using. As we all know, uh, the Peloton is the human embodiment of the New Year's resolution. <laughs> and by human, I mean the exercise bike embodiment of the New Year's resolution. I think people really leapt into it when they couldn't go anywhere, and now they can go places. They don't want a bike that won't go anywhere. Andrew O'Neill, you're a bikist. Yeah. Can you unpack this story for us? So basically people wanted to show off, you know, Buying a state symbol that essentially only they're going to see. So something that they're <laughs> investing a ton of money, way, way more money than you need to. And cheap exercise bikes are available. And the thing that has always struck me about the exercise bike compared to any of the other simulated exercises, just just get a bike. If you spend that much, you're spending, what is it, like three grand or something? That's, you can get really, you can, in fact, you can get bikes for your whole street and then you can have a mini Tour de France. I could, I could understand maybe simulating skiing or scuba diving. So I have very little sympathy for these people. Very, very little sympathy. But, but I mean, can you get a normal bike that screams at you? That's yeah. the real question. Can you get a normal bike that abuses you for being too fat? You just put a playing card <laughs> in the back wheel and then, it, you know, it sounds like a motorbike. Oh, yeah, I've put a playing card in the back wheel and they're fat bitch. <laughs> exactly right. Mass. Not going faster. You can just imagine it. So, you know, the human pattern recognition will do it. They're, they're, people are saying that they're, they're using them as clothes horses. They've just become expensive, expensive clothes horses. Get a real horse. Get a real horse. I, I mean, I once, I, due to an eBay error, I once bought a horse made entirely out of clothes. I mean, a real horse will dry your clothes as well as a clothes horse. You just peg your shirt to a horse and slap it on the ass, and when it comes back, your shirt is dry. You could also actually buy a horse for the price of a peloton. True. And if it's Mr. Ed, you can train it to call you a fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Apparently, the, the thing with the, the thing with the peloton that puts people off is it's um, they use sort of like they've got clipless um, pedals, so you need to clip into the exercise bike. So you need to buy specialist shoes that cost a certain to clip into the exercise bike to do the. I yeah. mean these, that which they don't even they don't they they transfer very little extra energy on normal bikes anyway the whole it's a basically i've got i've got absolutely zero sympathy for these people and once we've finished telling off japan for it being their own fault i'll, I'll use that helicopter and go to the home of everybody who can't sell a peloton just go you've only got yourself to blame so now this is the thing everyone who who's bought a peloton has waxed lyrical to me about and this is why i was talking about it about the levels of abuse that you can uh, acquire so you don't have to have someone who shouts at you angrily you can have someone who's like benevolently encouraging and so basically the, the right. selling point of this bike is that there's a slider for how uh, how much sadomasochism you want in your exercise program you can have a, a nice okay, trainer right. or a nasty trainer or these kind of and a presumably a range of saddles yes presumably a range of increasingly right. pointy and uncomfortable saddles um, yeah okay but, but again I just feel like don't you have an internal monologue can't you tell yourself that you're a piece or, of shit or parents you know <laughs> that you can ring <laughs> that seems like the obvious solution just ring ring parents or a friend you know I'm always scared of it for my health because I've watched uh, and just like that which is the Sex and the City uh, sequel and they killed Mr Big with a pellet <laughs> I know he was smoking <laughs> they just dropped it on his head they just <laughs> it was funny to me because he was smoking a cigar and then doing the peloton and had a heart attack and for me I associated the peloton with his death and not the cigar I was like well this is obviously a very dangerous piece of equipment and I'll never use it 
It's scary. And then they had an advertisement campaign with the actor from that. And then he got Me Too two days later. It's not been Peloton's year. You know, they've had a bad financial year. He's the same actor. Yeah. Who ruined the Peloton industry to go, no, oh, no, honestly, it's for, <laughs> I'm still, was that the yeah. idea? They're proving that the actor's still alive. Yeah, and then they had to do an advert a week later saying that Peloton doesn't cause you to sexually assault people. <laughs> and the actor had to go, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> That's not the fault of Peloton. I am a broken man, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we have for our exercise news. Uh, We're all tuckered out because now it's time for your reviews. Your reviews section now. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Alison Spittle, what have you brought in for us this week? I'm reviewing asking people for recommendations for podcasts on Twitter. Uh I did it yesterday and uh, I said specifically no murders (laughs) and no comedians. And uh, people, people still suggested stuff of murder and comedians in it because I'm very, I got, you know, got a lot of PTSD from uh, comedians, so I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> At first, it was very helpful, but then it became overwhelming. And also, people kept recommending Maintenance Phase to me, which is an amazing podcast about diet culture. And I'm like, I am a fat woman. Of course I've listened to Maintenance Face. <laughs> like, you know, it's like recommending the news to someone. Have you tried listening to the news? But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5 uh, because I brought it on myself. It was very helpful. People are great. Um, and it, but, but it has become overwhelming. So I'm taking, I'm taking 2.5 off. That's a that's excellent thing. Did you get any good recommendations? I'm now using you to filter. They have You're Wrong About, uh, which I listened to already. Do you know what? It's been so vast. The people that recommend their own podcasts, they're a special <laughs> type of person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If you like Wow and Gasp moment, I've really been enjoying Life Changes by Jane Garvey. So I'll probably give that a listen. Yeah, there's, been, there's absolutely been loads, I think. Several You're Wrong Abouts, which... Uh, like, I'm a patron of your rag about, but yeah, there's quite a lot of replies. That reminds me, for whatever reason, of when I was, uh, I was being about 14 and was like just desperately repressed. And I told my brother's friend that I just wanted to make out with someone. And my brother's friend said, I'll make out with you. And even though I wanted to make out with them, I was like, oh no, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to face the, the, the reality that the problem was me. It was me. <laughs> And my internal issues. Andrew, what have you brought in for us to review? Uh, I've reviewed my cat. Oh. Eight-year-old short-haired tuxedo cat uh, in a classic monochrome. 80% black, 20% white. Pleasingly asymmetric face. Looks modern and distinctive. Uh, a satisfying heft while maintaining a structural integrity. Increasingly friendly. Lap time continues to increase year on year. Recharge time remains something of a problem, uh, often requiring most of the day. Predatory skills unparalleled with the very latest auditory and ocular system evolution has to offer. Overall, solid workmanship, excellent shape, 100% furry uh, when he's got his eyes closed. (laughs) Uh, I'll give him a a solid 5 out of 5. Five out of five. Nice. For the cat. Education news now. And this is the news that Kanye West has a mysterious new private school. Now, I'm always wary about Kanye West's stories because I do not want to tip into making fun of somebody's uh, mental illness just because they happen to be a billionaire. So, Alison Spittle, you've been to school. Can you unpack this story for us? Yes. 
So I am a massive, massive Kanye West fan. So anytime a story comes up for him, I'm very, very torn. But like, uh, I think this is kind of like a fun story. He's creating a school, uh, an academy. It will have uh, all the subjects of maths and languages and, and stuff. But it also has, instead of PE, he's teaching parkour. Which is, uh, imagine being a kid being taught parkour. That's amazing. Uh, there's, there's choir as well. Um, and the choir academy has like an element of like, if you're, if you're a kid and you want to be in the music industry, he'll help you with connections. One of the great details slash horrible details though about the story is that a dude came in from a basketball team to teach the kids how to play basketball. And three of the children gave him their autograph because they said that they'll be famous in a couple of years. And... <laughs> <laughs> So it's the, it's the Donda Academy, which is named after his mother. Yeah, it's I'm very afraid for Kanye, though. I mean, like, his brand is his life. You know, he has Yeezys and he's, uh, he's his thing with Gap. A school, that's going to be hard for your brand. I know this because uh, I went to Catholic school. And I can tell you, like, if, you know... Uh, with a school you got a danger of, of you've got a danger of kids being messed up basically uh, I know because I've been to a Catholic school and it destroys <laughs> the brand it destroys the brand so yeah uh, I wonder though when he does his exams right instead of saying pencils down does he go I'm going to let you finish but Beyonce had the best exam of all time <laughs> like, for me that would be the greatest ending I mean, this is one of the problems is, of course, that that some people who visited the school uh, call the the attendees parishioners, which I feel is always mm. a little bit of a, a red flag uh, when when you have a school uh, that defines its students as worshipful. Andrew O'Neill, you've joined a cult. Can you unpack this story for us? Absolutely, it's a hundred percent red flag cult. Uh, the, the alarms were. I was reading the story. The alarms were going off. There's a few. There are a few details in this that I found quite interesting. Uh, the first is including that the students' daily schedule includes full school worship. I know. Which is presumably bowing to the building um, <laughs> and a full, full school worship. Um, the parkour thing slightly strikes me as a kind of recipe for a great escape style narrative in which <laughs> after lunchtime all of the students have gone. Um, they like, need like really extra high walls. Uh, unless they, uh, they think they're going to be famous by being there, in which case they'll, they'll stay. And <laughs> the spokesperson said... I want to be emphatic that there's never been a time that Kanye West did not want to do this. Right. Which is a very, very bold statement, presumably including the early Bronze Age, you know, including, including Kanye West's pre-verbal era between the age of zero and two. Absolutely. I mean, you'd think if, if there's never... Surely this should have been the first thing... Has Kanye's entire career been building up to I just want to get famous enough to starting a school? All of his albums are named after education. His first album was College Dropout and then he got late registration and graduation and stuff. So, like, oh. he, he has been obsessed with education, but he's been saying that education is terrible uh, as a, you know, he, he said that it never kind of suited him. So... I don't know if there, if what I want from my uh, principal is someone who doesn't really believe in education, <laughs> to, you know, to to be to be uh, doing a school. But uh, yeah, we're in the age of the disruptor, uh, Alison Spittle. We're in the age of the people revising your very concepts of what education will be. Sure, some schools teach you to read and write, and other schools teach you 
full school worship and parkour. <laughs> and what is going to be more useful in the post-apocalyptic era, I ask you? I'm just saying. There, there was also definitely a hint in this article that this school doesn't exist because they couldn't <laughs> find anyone from the school to interview. So that's really so. Maybe that's his plan. He's so he's he's so fundamentally against education. He's going <laughs> to flood America with schools that don't exist. It does sort of smack a little bit of like entrepreneurial, big up talkingness. You know, where they say we've got a business and they don't have a business. One of the scenes in, in which they discuss is that they saw a picture of children in an empty warehouse eating lunch. And you think, okay, does this school exist or is this just a photo opportunity that is sort of preempting investment into this concept of a school and then yeah. you pivot and pivot and pivot until eventually what you have is a farm, you know? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think Kanye just doesn't like school and wants... I, I, in Ireland, we call it mitching. I don't know what you call it in the UK to... to a bunking off. off, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you think he's just doing a, an industrial bunking off kind of session? Because when I used to bunk off or mitch from school, I used to end up in a warehouse eating my packed lunch. You know, it was always a grim time. I never bunked off to go to the cinema. It was always like uh, spending eight hours in some industrial estate hiding from teachers. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I used to go uh, across, uh, I used to go to Sydney Girls High School in Sydney and I would go across to Fox Studios where they had a, a bookshop and I would read books all day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> biggest nerd you could possibly imagine. I'm going to do me some learning. <laughs> Your way of rebellion was more learning. I love this. What I love from a school as well is a strong NDA uh, agreement. That's no red flags at all that they insist that the children and the parents do an NDA. It can only end well. That's all I'm saying. It can only end well when you go to a job interview after finishing school and they say, what did you learn at school? And you say, I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we have for Kanye News because now it's time for our Uber Hack News uh, this is the news that uh, Uber, the rideshare giant slash ethically dubious company, uh, ha- has slowly been revealing how badly it was hacked. Uh, it began by revealing that it had a quote unquote cybersecurity incident. And now basically uh, an 18 year old hacker has come out and just posted screenshots of essentially rampaging through the backwoods of the behind the scenes Uberness and just uh, posting screenshots of uh, going on a bit of a rampage. Andrew O'Neill, you look like you know hackers. Can you unpack this story? Yeah, they're always 18, aren't they? They're always really young. Which is great. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I mean, I'll tell you what, you don't get any hackers in Japan anymore. (laughs) That's for sure. That's the the thing. I mean, 18 is the perfect age for a hacker because it's when you have skills but no ethics yet. Yeah. And no friends. No friends. It's very much a basement dwelling kind of an activity. And no one will make out with you. And if they would, you wouldn't make out with them even if you wanted to. Exactly. I just want to hug the teenage you. (laughs) (laughs) No, she won't hug you back. We've been over this. (laughs) My brain immediately goes to, rather than accessing the account details of customers or or things like that, just can you control the cars? Can you make them all go to the same place? Can you hack into the sat-nav and just make every Uber in the world drive to Bromley? (laughs) I mean, all roads definitely lead to Bromley. Oh, you know, all roads lead to Bromley, yeah. I mean, I'm fully excited by the idea of just of just <laughs> congregating every Uber in one place, like the queue. If I was to hack, I'd love to find out why I got less than a five star off a taxi driver. I've been nothing but polite every time, but I do not have a perfect. 
I do not have a perfect five star rating, and I just want to know when it was. You know. So you can find them, track them down. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know, beg them. Would that give me more <laughs> stars? What can I do? I'm a people pleaser. I really like the idea of a life a lifelong vendetta against someone <laughs> that finally, when you finally finally track them down, you just app, go on a total charm offensive, like <laughs> yeah. giving them bottles of water, helping them <laughs> with their cases. <laughs> The thing that I find interesting about this is the hack, uh, which was done by sending multi-factor authentication login notifications mm. to one employee just repeatedly for an hour, just like, hey, log in, log in, log in, log in, and then send, contacting, them, contacting them on WhatsApp and saying, you got to log in, man, you got to log in, uh, which apparently none of us can resist multi-factor <laughs> authentication login notifications. That I mean, no one can resist torture for like more than, say, two days, but no one can resist multi-factor authentication login notifications for more than about four. <laughs> I think that's how some men seduce people, isn't it? <laughs> please, please you know. log in. Yeah, log in. Hacking is often like, it's like magic tricks. When you find out how a magic trick is done, it's incredibly disappointing. You find out how hacking is done. Did they build this incredible program? And was it this kind of no? What they just were going, Can you let me in? 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 It's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You look at all the like the, the movie depictions of hacking, and it's like streams of code and like four screens, and they're typing, 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 typing while making sassy quips. And the reason they can make sassy quips while typing is because all they're typing is. Log in. <laughs> Log in. Hello. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very similar. Hacking is very similar to magic. It's in a way if a if a man comes up to you in a smoking area and says, I'm a magician or I'm a hacker, um, you would get onto Uber straight away and go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for our Uber stories and that's all the time we have for the show. We've reached the end of the magazine. I'm flipping through the ad sections at the back. Ooh, a perfume ad. Uh, Alison Spittle, have you got anything to plug? Oh, I'm going to plug uh, Wet. It's going to be on a tour soon. I'm just organising the dates and all that stuff. But uh, look at my Instagram, Alison Spittle, or Twitter and it'll come up. I'm also doing a gig on the 5th of November in Dublin. It's going to be uh, Wet and uh, <laughs> the show is called Wet as well. So please come to that. <laughs> Uh, Andrew O'Neill, have you got anything to plug? Yeah, I've got all social media stuff and also come to my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Andrew O'Neill and there's loads of videos and sketches and songs and and essays and there's I'm starting to do an entire novel um, about a, a detective who, who not only doesn't play by the rules but breaks every rule that he finds called Inspector Bastard <laughs> that sounds delightful also you've got a, a radio show that is now probably out on the app that's very true Damned Andrew is out on uh, BBC Sounds Radio 4 it's a four part sitcom and I'm very proud of it yeah it's excellent no roving reporters this week, but if you would like to send in a story to at Hello Garglers on Twitter, uh, you could become one of our roving reporters and get credited in this section of the magazine. Uh, I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at, at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E on Twitter and Instagram or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, including Kronos, which I've just filmed and will be coming out in a couple of weeks and will be going out to my Patreons first. I also do a weekly Tea with Alice salon where we sit in a Zoom room and have a chat. It's a lot like this, but there's less script. This is a Google podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs 
sounds from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.